Welcome to Dayspring Fellowship. We're at the start of a new year. We all get a fresh start with a clean slate just waiting to write our story. And how exciting is it that your 2023 story includes this moment? God has something for you today. He's ready to meet you wherever you are on your journey. Whether you are in the room live, watching online, or later on demand, I know one thing for sure. God wants to take center stage in your story as he births something new in you. And I, for one, can't wait to see what he's up to in your life. Well, and my life for that matter. I'm Chris Voigt, and I lead the team here at Dayspring. People grow here because God uses the people on our team to challenge, encourage, and equip people to become more like Jesus. If you are visiting Dayspring today, we want you to know that you can come as you. We're just like you. Regular people on a journey discovering what God has for us each day. And each day saying yes to becoming like Jesus, one step at a time. Which means that no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, this is a good place to figure out what your yes is today and tomorrow and the next day. Slowly becoming like Jesus. We haven't arrived yet, so we can be good company on the journey. Even if you aren't sure the Christian life is a journey you want to be on. This is a good place to ask questions as you look for answers. So welcome. You can learn more about us as a church by exploring our website at dsf.church, by checking out our Facebook page, or contacting us by phone or email. If you need help figuring out the next step to making Dayspring your home church, or if you just have questions, let us know. We'll help you find the answers. For today's service, you can find a discussion guide by selecting Watch from the top menu of our website. And now, Let's join our service. Have you ever felt this way? Like you're running on empty and you just want to collapse. Maybe sleep for a week, but you've got to dig deep. Dig deep so you can make it to the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the event. Dig deep and just survive until your vacation next month. You're running on fumes with nothing to fill your tank in sight. You've got to keep that smile on your face and trudge on. You've got to dig deep for the strength to continue. Welcome to week four in our series, Resilient, Strength That Prevails. There is only so much pounding that a soul can take. And this last season of life, before COVID, during COVID, and now semi-after COVID, has ruthlessly demanded more of our soul's than our souls are designed to give. We were running on empty before the shared global trauma of COVID hit. And then and when we are in trauma, we dig deep and we, we do what we gotta do. And now, almost three exhausting years later, if we aren't trying to return to normal, we're trying to live like everything is normal. Whatever that is. And because our souls are weary, Trauma always takes a toll. And while we might be able to dig deep for a while longer yet, we will pay the piper. At some point, your soul will say, enough is enough. Nothing good happens when a soul is empty. Empty souls lead good people to make bad decisions in their search for relief. And all around us, we can see cracks in souls breaking open. 
People are short-fused, quick to anger, addictions are up, fear and anxiety are up, unhealthy coping mechanisms are up. We feel the pressure to reclaim some semblance of control. People are emotionally, spiritually, and physically exhausted. All symptoms of souls running on empty, all symptoms of trauma. Empty souls walk away from marriages, families, jobs, even their faith. I can't help but wonder how many of the 60% of church attenders who have simply stopped going to church in the past three years are among those whose souls are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Nothing good happens when a soul is empty. Which reminds me of these words found in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay, and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. We want to be the faithful ones. We want to be Christ followers who don't just survive, but thrive in any and every season of life. So we're taking hold of the strength that prevails. We're learning how to better tap into the river of life that lives in us, the, the glory of God in us, the power and strength of a limitless God who chooses to dwell in our inmost being, where he makes that power and strength available to those he loves. The psalmist writes in Psalm 73, My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. God remains the strength of my heart. It's important to remember that this strength that prevails is given to us by God. It is imparted to us. It doesn't come from us. It comes from him. And he wants to give us all the power we need to faithfully run the race he's laid out before us. And although, as we're going to learn today, we have to go deep to connect with it, we can't dig deep to find it. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Ephesians chapter 3. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Uh, here's how the Amplified Translation puts verse 16. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality. Uh, depending on where you are on your spiritual journey, this might be a little confusing to you. I, I thought, you know, we all had the Holy Spirit living in us. And that is certainly true. When we begin our relationship with God through Jesus, the Holy Spirit moves into our inmost being. That happens instantly and automatically the moment you surrender your life to Christ. But there is a big difference between having the Holy Spirit in you and living by the power of the Spirit. 
Most of us live life having the Holy Spirit in us while we do our own thing. We make choices moment by moment, day after day, using our own strength and wisdom. You know, for example, I'm a pretty smart guy. I mean, my life isn't rocket science. There is a normal weekly rhythm that has become my routine, and I could choose to simply rely on my own strength and wisdom to do most of what I do. I could choose to live that way. I don't for the record, but, but God has gifted me enough to tackle most of my daily grind on my own, most of the time. That's living with the Holy Spirit in you, but not living by the power of the Spirit. Also, anytime we choose sin over righteousness, we're living with the Holy Spirit in us, but not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I think you know what I'm, I'm talking about. You've seen this in your life as well. Living by the power of the Spirit is simply another way of saying that we need to tap into the river of life that dwells in our inmost being. By now, most of you know that the writing of author John Eldridge helped frame this series for us. In his, in his book, Resilient, John says this, like a tree sends its roots down to the subterranean world. We must learn to tap into the presence of God where he resides within us, deep in our inmost being. King David was referring to our inmost being when he wrote this in Psalm 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Instead of the phrase, with my whole heart, the New International Version says, all my inmost being praise his holy name. And again in the NIV, Proverbs 20, 27 says, the, sp the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. In John 7, 38, Jesus says that anyone who believes in him from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The bottom line is you have an inmost being. God dwells in your inmost being. Of course, this is only true for, for those who are Christ followers. Apart from Christ, everything that you read about inner resilience, the little memes and quotes online and such, all of the world's wisdom is nonsense. None of it works for long without Jesus. Uh, so if you aren't a Christ follower, this is the first step. I would love to help you begin a relationship with Jesus or online, uh, our service host would love to help you begin a relationship with Jesus. And you can find me after the service for that. Until then, this only applies to Christ followers. For us, Christ himself has chosen to dwell down deep in our, the center of our being. That's where we find the strength that prevails when we learn to tap into his presence there. Now, I know that the church doesn't talk about all of this stuff much, so even some of you Christ followers might be scratching your heads a little. I'm a visual guy. Sometimes it helps me to see what we're talking about. So let's give that a try. Uh, here is you. It's an old picture. You might not recognize yourself. <laughs> but you've never looked better. Your being is made up of three parts. Let's call the first part the shallows. Uh, these are the fleeting thoughts you have through the day. Uh, they are the distractions of life. We, we almost unpredictably float from distraction to distraction all day long. 
You're watching Gordon Ramsay call someone a stupid cow on Hell's Kitchen, and you think, well, that's not very nice. I like cows. In fact, I'm hungry. Uh, a burger sounds good right now. Who has the best burger in town? Well, there's probably a long line at Red Robin, but if I hop in my car, I can swing through in and out. It's just over by Target. Oh, I need to pick up some aspirin and a birthday card for my friend but they don't sell Amazon gift cards, so I'm gonna to have to drop by Lowe's to get one there. Oh, I need a furnace filter too. On and on it goes. All that happens in about four seconds. And all of a sudden you are far away from Gordon Ramsay's careless remark. And we do this all day long. Sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> yeah, the rest of you are liars. Uh, that <laughs> that's most people's mental life nowadays. And life is designed to keep you there. Think about scrolling on TikTok or Instagram, a few seconds here, a few seconds there, training our brain to never land anywhere for long. The shallows burn our mental energy as they take your focus on a roller coaster ride. That's a roller coaster even I don't like to be on. The second level of your being is the Midlands. The Midlands are where what Jesus would call the cares of life reside. These are where the deeper worries, the heartaches, the longings, and the dreams and aspirations that occupy the human heart dwell. Things like the state of your marriage, the direction of your career, finances, your kids, your aging parents, your hopes, your fears. The Midlands are deeper down in your being because they are weightier matters than where's the best place to get a burger? The Midlands keep you up at night. They make up our prayers. They impact our health. They are the things we cry over. Deeper still is your inmost being. This is the essence of your existence, the dwelling place of God. It is ruled by external things like faith, hope, love, and joy. We all have a deep inner life, whether we pay attention to it or not. We spend most of the time in our shallows. Recent studies, as reported by CrossRiverTherapy.com, show that the average human attention span is 8.25 seconds. 20 years ago, it was 12.5 seconds. It's getting worse. 8.25 seconds. Incidentally, that puts us behind goldfish. Their attention span is nine seconds. Every time our phone dings or our computer beeps, we shift attention. College students spend an average of almost 95 minutes per day texting. The average among all cell phone users is 26 minutes per day, not to mention Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube scrolling. The enemy of our souls has designed our culture to keep us distracted in the shallows, to expend our energy in the shallows so that we don't have anything left to think through the deeper issues of life, let alone spend time in our inmost being. All that to say, finding the presence of God in our inmost being, while easy, on, easy to do on paper, might be the hardest skill we ever try to learn. And the biggest mistake we make is asking God for his presence while we remain in the shallows, living completely in the distractions of life. 
Now, before we go further, let me just say this. I know that there are some of you who have tried unsuccessfully to connect with God in your inmost being in the past. Don't be discouraged or discouraging. Uh, most of the time when we don't successfully connect with God, if we're honest, it's because of user error. It's my fault. Sometimes I'm just more interested in telling God what I think he should say or do than I am in listening. He'll listen, I know that, but I don't leave him much space to respond. And sometimes, even with the best of intentions, sometimes wrangling my distracted soul proves harder than I'd like. But while most times my lack of connection is about me, that's not always the case. We aren't God, and we don't know the mind of God. Sometimes God feels distant even when I make it to my inmost being. I know that he's there, but he still remains silent. I know there is purpose behind his silence. That's where faith comes into play, but God doesn't always speak, which much as I like it when he does speak, he doesn't have to speak for us to get the benefits of his presence. Now, here's, here's how I've come to think about it. It comes down to quantity over quality. I, I learned this when my kids were young. You've heard this from parents before. Maybe you've even said it yourself. I don't get to spend much time with my kids, so I like to make it quality time when we are together. You can't manufacture quality time. Every time I wanted quality time with my kids, they weren't interested. How was school? Good. What did you learn in Sunday school? I don't know. You can't manufacture quality conversations. Quality conversations flow naturally and almost randomly out of quantity time. The same is true with God. So I try to show up in my inmost being every single day. I'm going for quantity. Some days I just can't get there, but most days I do. And many of those days, God and I are just sitting there enjoying each other's presence. Me more than him, I am sure, because I'm a mess sometimes. But that time is never wasted. No matter what happens, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In his presence, his fullness of joy, there are benefits to just hanging with the God of the universe. Whether I hear his voice or not, I'm tapping into his strength and power. I'm drinking from the river of life. I'm refilling my reserves and increasing my resilience capacity. And then, when he is ready to speak, I'm already there listening. Quality flows out of quantity. Now, all of this begins by simply giving him your attention. We're going to tune out everything in the world because the God that we're trying to connect with uh, is inside of us. We don't have to look externally to find him. He's already here inside of us. So we're going to give him our attention here for more than 8.25 seconds. And finding God always begins with loving him. So we settle in. Letting God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit know that we love them. It can be as simple as, God, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. But you can also use your own words to connect your heart to his. 
As we confess our love for him, we are giving him our attention and we are beginning to let go of the distractions of the shallows. We choose to lay them aside for now. We choose to ignore them for now. We're just loving Jesus inside of us. It might take us a little while to untangle ourselves from these distractions. That's normal. So to help out, we're going to learn the practice of benevolent detachment. We're going to give everyone and everything over to God. We're aiming to release everything that is burdening and distracting us into God's hands and leave it there. The Apostle Peter told us to cast all of our cares on him. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're calling benevolent detachment. Whatever's on your mind, good or bad, just give it to him. The more specific you can be, the better. God, I give you my kids. God, I give you my wife or my husband. Depending on when you are doing this, benevolent detachment might be, God, I give you that meeting that didn't go very well. Or God, I give you that meeting that I have in a couple of hours that I'm nervous about. God, I give you my bank account. I give you my anxiety. I give you my fear. I give you my emptiness. I give everyone and everything to you. Pay attention to your soul as you give whatever it is to him. Your soul will tell you whether you are releasing it or not. If the minute you give it to him, you find yourself mulling it over again, you didn't release it. So release it again. Repeat the process until it works. He will help you do this. Benevolent detachment is the process of cultivating a calm and quiet heart. In Psalm 131.2, David says, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Calm and quiet, satisfied, at peace. Though you can release it forever, you don't have to. If you really like carrying that burden, you can pick it up again later. You're just releasing it for now, if that makes you feel better. Now, this takes practice. We're learning to stretch our attention span. 8.25 seconds in your inmost being is barely enough time to breathe. So God, I, I give you my attention span. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11 tells us that the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. Romans 8 tells us that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So pray for His help. Holy Spirit, help me descend to my inmost being. Help me find your presence in me. I want to spend time with you there. Now, once you've got this down, you'll be able to do it anywhere. But as you are learning, make sure that you're in a quiet place with no distractions. Turn your phone over. Make sure your ringer is off. It might also be helpful at first to be in the same place each time you try this. I sit in front of a space heater on the floor in my office. I've trained my body, mind, and soul that this is where I connect with Jesus. Over time, my body just knows what to do. And when I'm on the attention span struggle bus, I picture God sitting in the chair across from me. It helps me focus. 
giving God your lingering attention is probably going to feel weird at first. We don't give lingering, undivided attention to anyone or anything nowadays. We give 8.25 seconds of attention. Give yourself grace on the journey. Just when you think you've reached the deep, something will try to pull you back to the shallows or the midlands. This is common. We are constantly surrounded by noise, by things competing for our attention. We are unfamiliar with silence. In fact, it can be deafening. So be kind to yourself. If something drags you to the shallows, just give it, give it to God and drop back into your depths. Once you've got all that figured out, you'll find some really amazing things in your inmost being. Love, peace, goodness, acceptance. Simply lingering in his presence strengthens us and fills us. Just being with God is the point. Anything else is a bonus. These are supernatural graces that we're tapping into. Allow them to wash over you. God is gentle with us. Sometimes you'll find that God wants to say something to you or show you something. But time in his presence, in your inmost being, is the goal. When I'm here with Jesus, I am most often silent. This isn't the time to give my laundry list of prayer requests to him. When those pop into my head, I benevolently detach from them. He knows them already. He's at work already. This is my time to listen, to experience his presence, to drink, to refill. I can give him my laundry list anytime. In fact, I've taught myself to give him the laundry list when I'm in the shallows. That way, I've already let go of all of those concerns when I'm trying to go deep. It's that simple and, and that hard. But now we, we've talked it through. So let's make it more than a theory. Like we've done every week, we're, just, we're gonna practice together. By the way, with John Eldridge's help, I wanna give credit where credit is due, I've included a prayer in the message notes. I wanna encourage you to, to pray this, to try this all week. Get into the habit. Or better yet, download the free one-minute pause app from the app store that we've been talking about and let John himself lead you through this. It's okay to start with just one minute. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, or in this case, one minute, which is seven times more than 8.25 second attention span. You'd be surprised what God can do in one minute. And it won't be long before you're ready for more. So right now, here in this place or wherever you're watching online, go ahead and just close your eyes, I guess unless you're driving, but go ahead and close your eyes and get comfortable. Take a, a couple of slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. In through the nose and out through the mouth. You are signaling your brain that you are safe. That way it will help you relax. So in through the nose and out through the mouth. And start with this simple prayer. Jesus, I long for your presence. Help me commune with you where you live inside of me. 
as you're learning to do this, don't be afraid of repetition. Repetition will help your fragmented attention to focus. So Jesus, I long for your presence. Help me connect with you in my inmost being. And just sit with that for a moment. Jesus, help me connect with you where you live inside of me. And now let's turn our attention away from the world and all of its distractions. So Father, I give every, everyone and everything to you. I give everyone and everything to you. I give you all of these people surrounding me. Just let them fade away. Fade away from my thoughts until it's just you and me here. Take a moment right now and give your everyone and everything specifically to him. There are probably some specific things you need to say. So say them. Father, I give my expectations for this moment to you. Holy Spirit, get me out of the shallows. Get me out of the chaos of distractions and help me descend into the depths of my heart. Help me locate your presence inside of me. Some of you are there and some of you keep popping up to the shallows. That's okay. Just release the distraction. I do that too. Just follow him down to your inmost being. It might help to just picture the face of Jesus and just focus on that. And when you get there, just love on Jesus. Jesus, I love you. Father, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. You're not expressing love to the Lord of the heavens right now, but the God who dwells inside you. I love you here, God. And as you become aware of even an inkling of the presence of Jesus in you, just follow him and linger with him there. Be open to what he might want to do or say. Might be comfort, might be love, might be a word from God that you need to hear. Or he might want to show you something about his kingdom. Just let him lead. Always coming back to, I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you here in my inmost being. You're keeping yourself focused. Give me the strength that prevails, Lord. Fill me with your glorious strength. 
transform me here in this place. Bring restoration to my brokenness here. Give me your resilience. Impart your supernatural resilience to me from the inside out. Okay, now we're going to come back up now. Come back up to the Midlands, to the shallows, to normal life. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, you know, if, if you want to play an instrument, it takes practice. Everything worthwhile takes practice. So don't be discouraged if you struggle for a while. Just benevolently release your discouragement to Jesus and keep practicing. If you keep at it, this will become one of the richest parts of your life. Your prayer life will shift from praying to the Lord of the heavens to the Lord who dwells inside of us. And we will emerge stronger and more resilient with deeper roots. Thank you for joining us today. Let me encourage you to download the discussion guide by selecting Watch from the top menu of our website. Working through those questions alone or with others will help the truth of God's Word find its place in your life. Please reach out if you have any questions or want help on your spiritual journey. My email address is on the screen, or you can call the church during the week. Faithful people like you make this ministry possible. People who believe in what God is doing through Dayspring, who have experienced God's work in and through their own lives and been changed in the process. If you're just checking us out today, please know that we don't expect you to give anything to support Dayspring. That is the responsibility of our Dayspringers. We are simply excited to play a small part as God does His perfect work in you today. For those of you who would like to start giving, we have three easy ways for you to get us your gift. Please see the online giving section of our website, or text GIVE to the number on your screen, or mail a check to us at the address you'll find on our website. And one more thing. Thank you for liking and sharing and following Dayspring on whatever platform you connect with us. Thank you for rating us where that is appropriate. Even more, thank you for sharing our services with your friends and family. God uses you to plant seeds in other people's lives, so keep sowing. And if this service was a blessing to you, it'll probably be a blessing to someone else too. Until we meet again, I am praying that God's richest blessings would overflow in and through your life.